I think, you know, so we're looking at back at my product management career. Um, I think I, I couldn't imagine anything being more fun and more diverse and uh, more exciting than, uh, than product management. Welcome to the Azure Working Model Podcast. My name is Roman and I'm looking forward to host you in today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Agile Working Model Podcast. In front of me uh, is Godehard, Godehard Gerling. Godehard, very heartily welcome to today's episode. Thank you. Um, topic of today is the role of product management within Agile Working Models. And we have really a special guest here. Godehard was a head of product marketing Europe uh, at Apple. And right now... It's been a while ago, but... Yeah. It's been a while ago, though. Uh, anyways, you have tons of experience uh, in product management. Um, I was working with, the, with you the last year together already a lot, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I got a lot of experience from you. And let me quickly introduce you, and you just add your uh, thoughts about that. So as far as I know, you love traveling, uh, and you're cross-country skier. Yeah. Um, doing that in winter or if there's any snow I mean yeah. this winter it looks a bit dire here around in our area in Bavaria but even if we're living here in the Alps but unfortunately yeah, it's no it's pretty dry this, this winter that's, that's <laughs> a problem uh, as I said you're really a product management and strategy expert so um, you're helping big concerns to find their way in this crazy world which is uh, around us um, you've been at Apple, you've been at Dell, you've been at Akamai in different management roles, mm -hmm. uh, as well as at Siemens. Uh, you worked there as senior vice president for product management. And last but not least, you're a lecturer since many years here at the Technical University in Rosenheim. You founded several startups and right now you're the principal of your own consulting company. Actually, it's quite a big honor for me to sit in front of you and have an <laughs> yeah, interview with you. I, I was just re recapitulating what you're saying, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm just you know thinking. Okay, it's been 35 years since I founded my first company in 1985. So, yeah, I've been around the block a couple of times. I suspect that have been a good old times, right? Where startup has been like, wow, the uh, thing from the garage. And <laughs> uh, okay, in that case, it was. Actually, it was in Berlin, so we were way ahead of our time. Yeah, that's uh, true. At the time, Berlin still had a wall, and <laughs> it was quite different. Now we reunite in Germany, so yeah, sure. fair enough. Uh, could you just give us shortly some more insight? What did you study, and how did your work go at all uh, the companies? <clears throat> um, actually, I did study to become a professor in linguistics. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I got derailed by actually my first contact with an Apple Macintosh in uh, late 1983 while I spent a year at Stanford University. Uh, so a friend of mine just, you know, so barged into my dorm room and basically said, you know, I've seen a computer that is actually perfect for you. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> uh, and three months later, I had my first Mac on, on my desk and then we found that we needed to expand that. And, uh, and so from there on, you know, so it all went downhill. We started the first company to sell stuff around the Mac and then Apple hired me and Things just went on with the tech industry. Okay. Um, I still have my dissertation floating around on some old disk. Uh, if I've still found <laughs> something, I may finish it once I'm retired. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Um, and right now, you have your own consulting company, right? Um, <clears throat> well, actually, uh, in partnership with Marcus Bronick, Professor Marcus Bronick from mm -hmm. the university here. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And you're helping concerns in Germany, Switzerland, <coughs> Europe, I would say. Um, to yeah. to well, what, especially? Uh, <coughs> well, mostly mostly it's around uh, it's more effectively and efficiently creating products. Mm-hmm. And that is everything from understanding you know, so why we're doing a particular product because that's mostly the biggest challenge, you know, so this strategy, if you want to use a big word, mm-hmm. uh, why you do a particular product mm-hmm. uh, to you know, so, uh, and ultimately how you do and uh, what you do as the, as the product, you know, sort of for some and some next terms. Um, and that's you know, so what we're spending most of the time <laughs> around, you know, so product strategy down to you know, so actual working models mm-hmm. and um, yeah, even you know, so taking over some projects at times, you know, so when things become a little bit hushed and rushed. Uh, That's actually where we came together, right? At that exactly. point of agile working models. <coughs> exactly. Um, so I'm very grateful for learning from you with that product management skills. Uh, wrapping up your introduction, do you have three hashtags for us <laughs> <laughs> describing yourself? You got me over coffee just a couple of secs ago. Um, <laughs> I you know, so you. I think I think the biggest hashtag still is tech. tech somehow, yeah. you know, so I, I just love tech stuff. Uh, the other one, I believe, is T-shaped because I'm easily distracted, if you will. <laughs> so I go quite deep, but you know, so I'm also easily distracted if something really interesting comes along. And so you can pretty much get me out of that quite quickly. And the other thing is, you know, I'm probably, I'm incredibly impatient. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had my experience with that, but yeah, a T-shape is definitely true uh you're like broad field you have a lot of skills in different areas but as i know also very much knowledge in deep dive especially in product management and that would be actually the next topic i want to start with you talking a bit about product management because it's right now out there in the world and um yeah it's going on for a long term but my question is could you give us the core idea of product management what is the idea of product management behind Well, <laughs> that's that's really interesting because you know so I think uh, Europe is only starting to understand product management and as we are starting in Europe to understand product management is actually evolving quite quickly. Um, and so for me it's you know so the when you look at it uh, you know so it's product management is a very multifaceted role as part of a of a management of uh, Uh, typically, you know, so whatever tech companies, are, I'm certainly uh, most versed in tech product management. But anyway, it's, for me, it's like innovation happens at the intersection of three things. You know, so one is human needs. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to do something that makes sense, it's got to be desirable for some human. You know, so you can mm-hmm. invent anything if nobody wants to have it. You know, so it doesn't matter. So the other thing is obviously coming back to my favorite topic. It's technology. Can I can I do it? Mm-hmm. We just had a great idea about podcasts, as we, as we said over coffee. Yeah, actually. And so the true. question is, you know, could it be done? Yeah. Um, and in the end, you know, it's got to make some money. So it's it's about business and viability. Now, in between all of these things, um, you know, so you obviously are talking about sales and marketing, and in a way, you're talking about financials and you're talking about technology. There's a lot more stuff that needs to be glued together to to create something successful. Things like, you know, um, how do I get this to market? You know, so who is in the market? You know, so who might be a competitor? You know, so what does the market require from me? Um, and, you know, so obviously there's a load of cross-functional stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, so for me, um, you know, so it's a hexagon of things that you actually need to juggle somehow as a, as a product manager. Now, why would I need a product manager if I, you know, so in the modern agile world have a product owner? 
Uh, and I think, you know, so that, that is one of the things that we are continuously discussing and, exactly. strugg and struggling with. And this is why we're probably sitting in this podcast, which is you know, so obviously focusing on Agile. And I can see, you know, the, the role of the product owner majorly being around making sure that you ship something that is attractive to a customer. Mm -hmm. But like I just tried to briefly explain, you know, so there is so many other things between management, the market, technology, and business mm -hmm. that, you know, so you need to keep in balance and, you know, so to basically, to basically uh, you know, so all manage all the stakeholders that are involved. And to me, that is the, the product manager role. To me, it's like, you know, so measuring, uh, delivering measurable business success uh, through products, value propositions, and business solutions. You know, so for me, product goes way beyond creating just the physical or virtual or software product. But to be honest, that sounds really complex and a really tough position, a product manager. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that what makes it uh, so, so much fun to be in a product management role because you're dealing with all these different entities. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, it, it is a role where you continuously under some kind of stress because you know so there is always a stakeholder that demands mm. something from you and whose probably rightful demand you have to balance off with some other stuff and to me you know so product management role is slightly more elevated from you know so the cold face of creating products mm -hmm. and actually actually you're sort of mediating between all kinds of management functions in a company <clears throat> and uh, you know so the, the the task of actually creating and building building the product and uh, I believe, you know, so the, uh, a product owner should be a lot more available to the team because basically to help, you know, so with the daily prioritization and make sure that everything, everything works. Uh, I think the product manager should be more concerned about outcomes for the different, different management roles in the companies mm -hmm. and obviously customers and the market up to, you know, so stake, uh, shareholders in the company. So would you agree then that the product management really fills the gap between the delivery and the business vision? In a way, in a way, I'd I'd see it that way, mm -hmm. and you know, so it's been like that. You know, so basically, all the now thirty-five years that I've been in this business. You know, so in the old days, it was you know, so the uh, technical project manager. You know, mm -hmm. so whom I could kind of compare to today's uh, product owner yep. and the product marketing manager, as we call them uh, or call ourselves at Apple at the time. You know, so the guys who were you know so dealing with the market and the, mm -hmm. the business realities mm -hmm. around that. Um, and so it is actually a lot more complex today, you know, so when you look, look at architectures like microservice architectures and, you know, so business setups like, uh, you know, so for example, Zalando's and others, where you know, the individual product delivery units are so close to the actual business units. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the role of product management can at least, you know, so in organizations like that almost be taken from the business themselves, you know, so who, who interact a lot more closely uh, with the with the product owners and the dev team, you know, so that are attached uh, to these organizations. So I think the the role of product management is kind of fluid, yeah, and uh, needs to adapt to the individual organization that uh, you know, so it actually lives in. And sounds a lot like communication for me to communicate between business, between yeah. customer, between legal, between finance, between... Absolutely. You, you're dealing with all the different stakeholders within within the company and you're... You know, so very often it's horse trading. <laughs> it favors trading. Yeah. Yeah. 
because you know one day you need to you probably need to accommodate something yeah. that that has a legal background you know the dsgp gvo and you know so yeah. uh, <clears throat> things like that uh, uh and the other day you know so you have a business request that is not necessarily always warranted or, or fe easily feasible yeah. from a technical perspective and you still try to make it work you know so at the end of the day it's about delivering the maximum value mm -hmm. to the overall organization mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and making sure that you know so you're doing the best to um, you know create value for the organization and as such it is a highly strategic role because ultimately that's also for me the definition of strategy wow um, sounds like a really complex job and really interesting job maybe could you give just one short example how it went in your past as a product <laughs> manager. How was your daily business looking like, you know, just to give, get some more feeling? Uh, I think when I look at, you know, so my roles in large companies, uh, the daily business was loads and loads and loads of meetings. <laughs> I mean, just the interaction with People. all the different stakeholders yeah. uh, was it took a, a huge amount of time during my, during my day. And then, you know, so... Beyond that, you know, so obviously there, there was a lot of numbers work, business cases, mm -hmm. uh, what ifs, mm -hmm. uh, actually extracting data from sales. Uh, and that was still slow compared to today because, you know, so today with a lot of the, the web-based businesses, you, yep. have, you have data by the second. Yes, on demand. Uh, real real time, it. anytime that you want them. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I worked at Dell, you know, so we were fast, you know, so we had, uh, we had our sales data basically every morning. And so I knew what I had sold across Europe, uh, mm -hmm. and so EMEA, uh, which was my responsibility at the time. Uh, I really knew what I had sold for which product, you know, so what the prices were and everything. You know, so that was way faster than most of our competitors at the time. When I started at Siemens, I was shocked how slow they were. Mm -hmm. So the Siemens SAP system, you know, so two, okay. you know, a couple of years later, I mean, it was incredibly slow <laughs> compared to that. Centralized but, data. But, you know, so at the end of the day, uh, you know, so... There was a lot, so my job was to really work and understand you know, so the needs and influence the stakeholders because you know, so obviously uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a balancing of uh, all the interests that you, that you see in a company. And you know, so obviously at the end of the day, it's about creating the maximum value that you can for the company. Yeah, so you're, you're basically, yeah, I, I don't like this you know, saying that they always use in Siemens, you're the CEO of your product, but definitely you had a huge you have a huge impact on mm -hmm. profitability and viability of a business if, if you if you're uh, responsible as a product manager and at the end at the business value then yeah, yeah. It, it, i mean you need to try and balance all the all the impact and you know to so get the most value out for the company thank you very much for that introduction to product management i think that was perfect overview <laughs> <laughs> i hope it comes across because it's, i think so. it's a load <laughs> it's a load um, anyhow, we're talking about agile working models here in that podcast and shifting a bit to that agile word, I brought five words for you. Okay. Um, and I just want to know your reaction. So I'm stating the word and you just react with one okay. word. Uh, we go through all the five words and just start over right now. First word, strategy. Oh, good one. Um, I think uh, it needs to become a lot more short term and measurable. Okay. Customer. Uh, decides everything. If you can't work for the customer, if you can't you know, so satisfy the customer, you're dead. Feature? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love the world. I love the world of feature requests. You know, so if a feature doesn't make any sense, I don't want to have it. Okay. It, it's got to deliver value. If nobody pays for it, don't even talk about it. Good one. The next one I know because you work a lot with that OKRs. I think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread because it <laughs> it helps you finally measure <laughs> what you're trying to reach in terms of outcomes. Okay. And the last one, strategy delivery, if you will. Strategy delivery, okay. And the last one, MVP. Wow. <laughs> MVP, minimum viable product. Um, does it exist uh, is, is a good question. Uh, it really is about as relative as Einstein's relativity theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, some, some MVPs are basically a piece of paper with a scribble. Yeah. Uh, some other MVPs are quite solid in the sense of you know, almost being a real product. But I think you agree. I really like to use MVPs as a quick draft because, as you said, the customer defines everything. So exactly. Can, I mean, it's this feedback and the MVP. You know, so the minimum viable product for me is one that I can get feedback from the customer with immediately. You know, so immediately. Exactly. And, you know, so it all is about you know, so creating product or worst case feature market fit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So as we are now a bit more in that agile scene, um, my question would be, we heard about product management now, and I think it might be very interesting. How does product management actually fit into agile working models such as Scrum, Kanban, Scrumban, whatever you want to dream of. There are a lot of agile working models, but how do they you know, fit together? How can you combine? Why do you need it? Um, That would be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, um, I think uh, it's hard to define that for every setup that you can mm -hmm. that you can dream of. Uh, the, I think uh, a product manager becomes sort of a customer uh, to a product team in a way, um, different from or differing from uh, an actual customer. I mean, the person who ends up using the product or uh, um, buying the product. Um, I think uh, you get to define outcomes that uh, should work for the company as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so customer obviously always has their demand. You know, so they have desires, as I said in the beginning, that you know, so they want to see satisfied. As a product manager, you're creating boundaries for you know, so how far you would go mm -hmm. In terms of uh, what you want to do for the customer, because your outcomes are also driven by the other two aspects. And so, what can I do in terms of technology? How far do I want to go down that route? How much effort do I can I ultimately invest in in technology to fundamentally be able to deliver in a reasonable amount of time? And the other thing is, you need to look at you know so the the business outcomes. I mean, if a company doesn't become profitable, mm -hmm. even it doesn't make any sense. So the Yeah, you're a customer of the a customer and a, probably a high-level stakeholder of the of the product team because you know so you're creating some bounds for them in terms of not going too far down the route of you know so creating the ultimately desirable product for the customer because mm -hmm. you know so you could spend gazillions uh, of dollars <laughs> or euros uh, and create a perfect product, uh, but at the end of the day, if you don't make any money on it, nobody uh, cares. Then. Nobody yeah. cares. So you would agree to say that the product management kind of puts the stage or sets the stage, puts the frame for the agile work? Yeah, I, I think, I think you know, so we're in a we should be in a continuous discussion about outcomes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and help prioritize, prioritize, you know. So I think 
I'd see myself as an advisor to the PO in terms of defining the best possible business outcomes. Or the mm -hmm. Interesting question from my perspective. Did you manage to bring product management and agile working models together in your experience and your past? Um, For example, Dell, mm -hmm. Apple, or right now in your company? I think, I think you know, so in the, in the old days, um, Agility happened by accident. I think <laughs> <laughs> agility That's was actually a, true. Yeah, agility agility was a lot uh, was driven a lot by you know so okay things are changing out there we need to change and I, mm -hmm. I think agility mm -hmm. was at least on, into the late nineties a lot of hard work mm -hmm. because you know so things changed you know, okay so you had to react there was no there was no cadence no rhythm. You know, so even though you know, so the, the first articles on agility were out, you know, so and we we looked at them, you know, and they smelled funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what so do they want from me? <laughs> oh, oh, what the hell! Uh, then you know, so when I ran a scale up uh, destinator in in Europe at the time, mm -hmm. uh, we actually almost invented agility for ourselves because we didn't. I mean, we had a couple guys in in Canada in our dev team. Uh, who were running full-scale Scrum at the time, which was radical, and actually they did pair programming. When was it? Actually, that was that was in the early two thousands. Wow, that's very early um, actually for full we, Scrum. Yeah, that I mean, it was amazing, um, and we actually adapted that for our business management processes because you know so uh, the, the the navigation software market at the time uh, was in its in its early stages. Mm -hmm. So things, you know, so were literally happening on a weekly basis, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and you just had to find a model how to react on that. Actually. We had to, we had to find it. And so we, we as the management team actually had like a daily stand up while well, it was a sit down, but you know, so it <laughs> never lasted longer than 30 minutes. And we had like, you know, so uh, strategy reviews every six weeks because, you know, so things were changing so damn quickly around us. And you as product manager were involved as well, right? Uh, well, I wasn't a product manager, I was running the company at the time, but, you know, so as it was a scale up, you know, so at least for Europe, I was probably the head product guy. Yeah. <laughs> and and the key like account that. manager for the largest accounts at the same time. So okay. I had a, had a very close relationship with customers. Obviously, we had a market, had a bunch of marketing guys. We had something that amounted to product management in, in, in Europe. And the, and the guy was very, very good. He later joined Tom Tom and has become a VP there. So uh, <clears throat> he's, he, he was really good. Um, so we had to invent, we had to invent uh, you know, sort of agility. some agility in some way, you know, so regular meetings, you know, sort of throwing things overboard that didn't work every six weeks, really mm -hmm. brutally, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. Um, but then, you know, so when I joined Siemens after that, obviously, you know, so agility went down the drain because, you know, so Siemens is very, was very much project driven and we had long cycles. And I think that makes it very, very hard to create successful consumer products, which, you know, so you, as if you look at Siemens, they have moved out of pretty much by today. Mm. Coming to an end of that episode, because <clears throat> you're busy as well in the afternoon, um, my question would be, Imagine an agile team or product owner um, starting over with that topic of product management. Um, do you have three tips how to get together with product management, which might also deliver value for the agile working model then at the end? Well, <clears throat> that's, a, that's obviously a pretty big question. Um, if you want to start with product management, I think you have to start acquainting yourself with business Beyond, you know, so if you're, if you're starting from a PO product delivery perspective, 
you have to start <clears throat> coming to terms with you know so what are the business requirements and how do I balance you know so user and customer requirements uh, with business demands and necessities mm -hmm. so I think you know so if I if I were to start from a PO role I'd probably start and acquaint myself you know so with what what is a company's strategy so how does our PL work you know so what are the drivers what are the financial drivers and the business drivers of our company how can I augment them with something that I can do with my products and stuff but I think you know so if I understand the customer well mm -hmm. which I should as a PO Definitely. and have def have regular interaction with the customer and have a reasonable understanding of technology because I work with my technology team every day and at least know their know their bounds and uh, you know sort of basic architecture and stuff. Then I think the the, the, the missing link in this in this whole setup Scenario. to become yeah. to become a successful product manager is you know so obviously to understand business. And the other thing is communication, communication, communication. You can almost you can't over, almost over communicate. communicate. Yeah, build your network within the company, you know, so reach out to people who are normally not your stakeholders, try and understand what drives them and how they perceive, you know, so the, the product development, the product roadmaps and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. A lot of insights, a lot of tips and tricks um, regarding product management and agile working models. Um, I'm fully happy with your input. Thank you very much, Godehard. Um, the interesting question for me, if somebody wants to get in contact with you, maybe um, to get more insights or to just have a talk with you or whatever comes up, how can we reach you, Godehard? Well, the, the easiest way is obviously LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, so my profile is on LinkedIn. Uh, should maybe be updated. But anyways, <laughs> you'll find me on LinkedIn and you can send me a message via LinkedIn. The other thing is you just you know so click on our company page go3consulting.com okay. um, and just you know so hit the uh, uh, <clears throat> mail button and you know send me a mail you know so even info at go3consulting will ultimately reach me so Perfect. never mind but LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. I will put everything in the episode notes so that you find that there. Um, wrapping up that uh, super interesting episode from you, Godhard, maybe your famous last sentence. Do you have something <laughs> for us which you want to leave us? <laughs> <clears throat> I, th I think, you know, the, the one thing that uh, I, I think, you know, so we're looking at back at my product management career. Um, I think I, I couldn't imagine anything being more fun and more diverse and uh, more exciting than uh, than product management you know you shouldn't get into product management if you're not willing to live on high adrenaline uh, <laughs> obviously if you want to if you want to have regular work hours uh, and not want to take on any responsibility then you know, so product management is not a job for you but if you enjoy you know so taking responsibility driving things living on high adrenaline then product management is obviously a great role to be in perfect Thank you very much, Godard, for being here today. Uh, You're all welcome. To you, all to you out there, have a nice afternoon and here in the next episode. And goodbye from my side. Bye-bye. Thank you.